Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hola, socios. Hola, equipo. My name is Neil. I'm Liam. This is John Norberger from Kansas City, Missouri, USA. Morayfield near Brisbane in Queensland. Edinburgh. Barcelona. And I'm a socio. I'm a socio. I'm a socio of the big interview. Hi there. I'm Liam from Edinburgh. And I'm a socio. Because not only do you get to hear the world's top players speaking about their time on and off the park, you also get to hear Graham try and slip in a reference about Aberdeen in every show. Keep up the good work, guys. Hello, I'm Graham. This is The Big Interview. Our guest uh, this week is Simon Stainrod. Have I taken a risk? Maybe. Simon's greatest playing days were perhaps before some of you began watching football. Not before mine. And many of you I know will not only remember Simon as an outrageously gifted but also outrageously cheeky footballer. And I mean that in the best possible sense. The ball, to him, wasn't simply a friend, but a friend with whom he could get out and do ridiculous things on a Saturday afternoon or a Wednesday night. To my way of thinking, he came from a special family. Now, I don't mean the Stainrods, much as though I guess, given how Simon's turned out, they must be pretty special, but that family that included Frank Worthington, Stan Bowles, Duncan McKenzie... Tony Curry, and in the modern time, Zidane, Valeron, Chabi Prieto, men of um, impressive size, height, power sometimes, but unified by being witty, creative, anarchic. We call them mavericks. I call them one of the main reasons that you and I love football. Beyond that, Simon is a special man. He's funny, he's a really good friend to have, he's intelligent, he's inquisitive, he takes risks, he's hell of a good fun to go out with. Falkirk fans, this is going to be, I predict, the only wonderful footballer of European class who ends up tearful at the memory of Falkirk Football Club and Brockville. This is a guy who I first met he tells me, <laughs> at Dundee when he was manager, a guy with whom I mucked about during uh, World Cup 98 in France, a guy whose wedding I went to, a guy who every time I talk to him either makes me laugh or makes me learn something new. He is as entertaining off the pitch as he was on the pitch, and you're going to hear that now. This is a small part of the interview that's available in full to our supporters, our socios at patreon.com forward slash Graham Hunter. This is Simon Stainrod at his best, one of the most entertaining men 
and footballers you could ever wish to know about. By now, you know the kind of thing I'm going to say because for better or worse, you've been listening to me and our wonderful guests on this series. This, fittingly, given that it's Simon Stainrod, is a first. We're in one of those beautiful London Victorian structures, sitting beneath a steel and glass canopy in St Pancras Station. Across from me is an internationally renowned, talented, maverick, clever footballer who's looking at me with grave, grave doubts. And therefore, Although you'll hear him snorting with laughter at some of my questions, you'll also hear the Eurostar pulling out, some announcements about security. For the moment, we've got Simon Stainrod. Bonjour, monsieur. Bonjour. Comment allez-vous? You see, um, Simon's got it all. Talent, looks, and the French language. Simon, I want to get straight to the nub of the matter. See you had a bout of insomnia. Which sport would you put on the television to induce sleep? <laughs> Now, yeah, football. Why? It's all the same. Yeah. No imagination, no mavericks, no fun. Everything's measured, everything's controlled. Pitches are all perfect, balls are all perfect, boots are all perfect, fans are all perfect. Ish. Ish. Are you saying it's a kind of Stepford Wives, like robotic production line, everything's the same and it's all controlled? Groundhog Day, Stepford Ooh. Wives. Oh, nice. But, like, if that's the case, what, for your personal taste, have we lost? What are the things that are absent that, if you could do a sort of laboratory experiment and re-inject them into football, should come back? Bad pitches? No, you don't need bad pitches, you don't need bad balls, but what you do need is to play in adverse conditions, not weather conditions, conditions whereby you might have to battle for 10 minutes with an injury. You might have to challenge yourself mentally to be able to fight against something that can't be replaced immediately by the second, the third sub. The, the, the safety element in the game now is just not a combat sport anymore. I mean, the reason I played football was because I'd seen George Best playing. And what I saw was a bullfighter. Somebody that he put the red cloth out and he said, come and kill me. And that's exactly what the sport likes now. There, there is only one that's doing it, and that's, that's messy. Everybody knows the name George Best, even to this day, because like Elvis, like Marilyn Monroe, he's become an icon, an icon that's deserved because he was, he was beautiful, he was the world's first big football superstar, even though there'd been famous players before him. He was divinely gifted. He had gifts like Messi. I think there are some similarities in, in what they do with a slalom, with the ball. But that, that thing about come and get me if you can, why did that appeal to a young Simon Stainer? What did you see that you liked in that? That you had to be different, that you had to use skill and not strength, and that you had to uh, have a, a, a real imagination and you know as a kid growing up I used to be in a garden and pretending to play against Norman Hunter or pretending to play against Tommy Smith <laughs> and, and, two and, good names and, to choose and I'm, and I'm like in my mind yeah. 
I'm like Alan Hudson or George Graham. No, George, you know, I know I see you frowning there, but George was like very, very slick and very, very cool. And, uh, you know, I, I like watching George because he, he. Stroller, he was called Stroller for a reason. He, he had an unbelievable stroller's attitude to the game and yet was. The French word is efficace, which is like you're just very, very uh, utile. You, you, the right things happened. Yeah, you, you don't have to run around like a maniac. You don't, you don't have to be told where to be, what to do. You just know it. And I never played football to be a success. I never played football to earn money. I never played football to win anything. I played football for fun. And I played football for fun practically all my life. It's funny when you say that. I often say so people might be tired of hearing it. I wish there was a visual series. Because that stain rod grin has started crept from your eyes yeah. into to, to the sides of your mouth now. And I, and I know that's not only when you're telling the truth, but when it comes from the heart and it's absolutely spot on. There'll be a lot of people we know, um, because when I said on Twitter that I'd had the best morning of my Euro, Eurocopa two years ago, and put a picture of you and me grinning like idiots into the... There was a flood of people. Is Simon coming on the big interview? So there's a lot of people who know you and know the people we've been talking about, but there have been an awful lot of people who are too young to know about Osgood and Worthington and Hudson and Stan Bowles, even Peter Barnes. Let's stop a while at Tony Curry. People don't remember Tony Curry. Just help us with the first time you saw him, but a real-time description, what does he look like, what was the... Because to me, I'm already envisaging, you know, the size of the athlete, the balance, the grace, you know, the 70s hairstyle, mm. which was kind of like... I'm pretty sure that Royal Rovers has modelled on him, but I'll shut up and, and over at the guy who knew him. He's just the nicest person you could ever meet until you got in the dressing room just before a game, at which time he took over completely and just insisted that everybody gave him the ball every, every time they got it. That was all he wanted. He said, every time you get it, just give it to me. It will be all right. And uh, he had an unbelievable faith in his ability to transport players that weren't on his level to better things. And um, he had to be a little bit careful because he'd got knee injuries. But in training, you know, he's, he's a bear. He's like, you know, he's quite a hairy fella. Right, you won't have to dress him up much to, to to be a bear. He can pick people up with one hand. You know, I've seen him holding off people with his arm out, shielding the ball, and they're really having a go at him to, to, to get it. And it's it's like nothing to him. But he he is he, he has a strength, physical strength, that I've never seen in another player. And he's at Sheffield United, he's a director now, Sheffield United. Uh, I was watching my son training. So and he stopped the car and said, uh, what are you doing here? I'm like, oh, TC, nice to see you. And he came out and gave me a love light and broke three ribs. He's like, <laughs> he's just he's just the strongest man. But back in the, the day planet. as well, like he was very much of the 70s. In the, so he, I, I, as a kid watching him on television, I could see the sway, I could see the balance. For me, body shape and movement when he was on the ball and when he wanted to sell a lie to a player and go yeah. on, tell him to go one way and he'd go the other. He reminded me a little bit, or him and Zidane have things in common. Very very similar to Zidane, and Zidane is also superhuman in his strength. Like, you know, he, just, he, he can hold off three or four players with one arm whilst working out which trick he's going to do and how he's going to embarrass you 
and, uh, and it, it, they just see it differently. And uh, TC was, for me, the best player I've ever seen uh, or been on a pitch with. He, he could just do anything. He did struggle a little bit with, with injuries, which you know affected him a little bit mentally, I think. He, he found it hard not to be able to do the things that he could do because he was restricted. They're all by, happening in his head by, still, by, yeah. but the knees are saying no. You know, we'll pass to Tony in a second, but you talked about entertainment and not only what you tried to do, and but this thing that we've we've fallen in love with, players who would make your journey to a match great, even if your team had lost. Or Did Tony sometimes do things for the sake of flair? Or was the elegance that I saw simply always applied to uh, moving do, the ball upfield. Was he a showman like you or he'd, not? He'd do things for his yeah, he was he'd do things for his own satisfaction. He played against Everton. And I, I was at this game as a kid and I'd be about fifteen or sixteen. And they were playing Everton when Everton had a really good midfield and Alan Ball was playing against him. Probably Howard Kendall as well yeah, yeah. And um, Alan Ball had been giving him some stick and they played at Everton and he uh, said ah, Tony Curry he's not this he's not that and um, I don't know what the score was but there was a, a moment in the game I think United were winning maybe 1-0 and um, TC got a ball uh, from a throwing controlled it turned and Alan Ball was in front of him and he sat on the ball actually sat on the ball yeah but it, ain't that what it's about over the years, I've seen I've seen others in that I'm not saying they're the same off the pitch, but I thought I think Letitia fits into the. Oh, he's fantastic! It's the beauty of the internet is that you can see these players now quite easily, and quite often, if I've like got five minutes, I'll just put on Matt Letitia or, or Frank Worthington that goal against Ipswich. It's like some people put sort of Barocca in their in their water in the morning just to give a little lift. Yeah, yeah. All you need is a five minute injection exactly. of if you, Frank if, Worthington if, if you, you'll pardon the expression. If, if, if you watch Matt, Matt Letitia's goals because he actually played just after me really and TV had just moved yeah. on a bit. Yeah, yeah. So you've got more of his action and I'll, I'll watch him and I'm so jealous. Bet365 are our sponsors on this. But I'm pretty sure I know that Steve Freeth has sent this in, and I know why. He's a baggie. And, and Steve is asking, did you really choose Aston Villa over Barcelona? It's a bit more complicated than that, but There yes. you go, Steve, I told you. It, yes? It is yes, but um, the, 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 it's a long story, uh, Barcelona. Um, I didn't fancy the Juan Gaspar fella who was he became chairman I think he did he did he was vice president in your day and he became president (coughs) it didn't uh, go too well I'd been to well I was in Barcelona I talked about a contract we were doing a two year deal a two year deal partly not just because of your ability but partly because one of your mentors a guy who believed in you Terry Venables had been recruited from the club you were at QPR to take over in 1984 at the Camp Nou TV before he took me to um, uh, over there for a chat and he was managing QPR, took me for lunch to a place not far from here in Curzon Street in Mayfair. And uh, we had the same thing to eat, strangely enough. <laughs> it's funny what you remember, isn't it? Smoked salmon. Ah, very nice. And uh, um, he asked me a question. He said, if you could go to a top European team and take a risk or stay at QPR and play to be in Europe 
go on maybe even challenge to win the title because we've got a good team and we were going to get better players he wanted to sign Lineker you know uh, he was ambitious he said but if you'd been offered a, a big job in a top top European club what would you do and I said well I'd go and he was asking he was, I thought he was asking for me he was asking about himself <laughs> he got me <laughs> so, <laughs> so, he, so I said, no, no. Know you should have asked it differently. Uh, so, <laughs> that was the so, only. So, that was the only way you were going to read it. I know. So, exactly. <laughs> Who's tapped me up, boss? <laughs> <laughs> so, I can hear him scratching my head as I walked out of that meeting. <laughs> so, apart from you doing him and sort of saying, "Yeah, I'd go, boss," when he was, he asked you to make fair for smoked salmon to ask your opinion. Yeah. Yeah, we went out for lunch and... Uh, that's, that's not bad. Yeah, that's how you should do it. Really. It's a position of respect. So then, obviously, you went uh, uh, to Barcelona and I had a tough time at QPR after he left. I found it difficult training with uh, the people that took over. Alan Mullery. Well, Alan Mullery was one and Frank Sibley uh, was the other one. And when Alan Mullery got the sack, Frank Sibley took over. And, uh, uh, I got sent off in two games for fighting. Everton on the Saturday and Ipswich on the Tuesday. <laughs> you couldn't do that now. You'd, you'd be banned. So I got suspended by the club for two weeks. And in that time, uh, I got Sheffield Wednesday to buy me. I had a right laugh with Howard Wilkinson. Okay. Uh, and he used to be our school teacher, Howard. And we've never got on. I, I mean, I, I love him. And I think he's very funny. He's very dry. misunderstood because he's so dry. But he's so dry that I actually get him, like, you know, I like him. My first game was Norwich away, and I was, I was actually on the bench, and he brought me on. And the, fir the first ball was a skyer. It was like, you know, 90 metres in the sky, on the wing. Very, very difficult to bring it down and do something with it. And I'm watching it, and I just caught it on my phone, back heel it or somebody. <laughs> And uh, the lads on the bench said he wanted to bring me off and play with <laughs> ten men. He said, he said, what have I signed here? I wasn't thrown out of the cops. I was a really good detective. I just chose to leave. And I'm sensing a connection here. Howard Wilkinson, Simon Stainrod, Howard Wilkinson, Eric Cantona. Yes, Alex, that Cantona, you can have him, no problem at all. Yeah. The man who... You know the story or not? Well... It doesn't seem to quite like the characters that, that we do that we base this interview upon, no. Well, so, well. so now I'm manager of Dundee and Howard brings Dundee Football Club up and speaks to my secretary, Isabel. She puts through a call for me from Howard Wilkinson. So I'm like, Howard Wilkinson, right, OK. Howard, how, how are you? I'm all right. Uh, they'll know that Cantona. What's, uh, what's I think about him? He's played in France and uh, I've seen him. I said, Howard, I said, he's one of the top six players in the world. I said, he can do anything, but you won't like him. Right? He said, OK, fine, thank you. On go, gone. Never spoke to him again until they won the league. I got invited to the football writers' dinner in London where he was presented with the Manager of the Year Award. 
And I saw him, we're all there in our dicky bowls like, you know, and he comes up and he says, lower rate about that <laughs> can't I? <laughs> A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night. Sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code Buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, "What the." F- are you talking about you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from thirty dollars a month to just fifteen dollars a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/slash-switch. Forty-five dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited, more than forty gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I have to pick up a theme. You were talking about duck clubs coming to you and asking your advice, your help with players that have a little bit of a street about them, players that still have a little bit of um, the artful dodger about them. And you found one. You found one in, I, I, in Dembele. I, and, I did, yeah. And, and, you know, right now I look at him and I think I'm really privileged for all the flaws I can see. And what some of the conversations with the football people have taught me not to look at the things he can't do or doesn't do, but look at the thing that he does do. And I'm really privileged that right now Dembélé and Vinicius are coming through at the same time in La Liga, at a time when Cristiano Ronaldo's gone away and Leo Messi's going to be 32 in June. But, but Dembélé was, you know, you knew about his raw, extraordinary talent when he was at Rennes. He never played a first-team game. And he should have been at City, but he isn't. Mm. And the Nice coach probably went to sleep on watch when Patrick Vieira was still... I don't think he went to sleep on watch. I think he had... Why isn't isn't Dembele a City player, then? Because he had rules, probably life rules, that applied to him, which he applied to this situation. Patrick did? Yeah. So he didn't want a player who had never played a game in anyone's first team to come to Man City and say, I want a number for the squad and uh, I'm, I'm better. Uh, he wasn't being big-headed. Uh, I'm better than anybody that's playing in your team. And he is. He, he, he is. You know? Guzman Dembele is utterly extraordinary. Well, I'm so happy because like, I've been so worried about him. No, he's like uh, flawed, Simon, and, and and immature, still to learn, but with the personality so much to learn. Stupid stick in the press, like yeah, oh, that's not true. And if anybody hasn't oh, watched Usman Dembele, we're talking about a player who Simon knew, spotted, and and was in a, in a position to advise clubs about when when Dembele was still in the academy at, at Rennes before Dortmund, and he's now 
albeit with bumps, you know, his bumps about sleeping in and missing training and missing team meetings, is, is, is Barcelona without him. And when Barcelona without him, they're a lesser team already. And the kids, you know, half or a third of the way through his second season, one season at Dortmund, he's beyond where he should be and he's let, literally let, extraordinary. Let, let, let me tell you what he does. When he's got the ball, if he's going to make a pass and there are two choices... He makes the pass that's most dangerous and makes it well. If he's got a dribble, he can beat a player in so many different ways. If he's going to cross it, he can whip it in, he can chip it up, he can like cut it back, left-footed or right-footed. He's completely ambidextrous. He's completely ambidextrous. He can shoot with his left foot the same as he shoots with his right foot. He don't know which way he's going to go. He's got an acceleration from 0 to 60 that's like a Porsche. There's nobody in the planet, Simon, that plays football right now that goes from standing to that fast. Un- unbelievable. It, it, there is literally nobody. But I think Mbappé's a really good player, mm. but a great player is Usman Dembele. I, I think M- 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 Mbappé is a really, really good striker. Mm-hmm. Usman is a really, really good footballer. U- Usman's got a fantasy um, he'll, he'll put bums on seats whether the ball goes in the net or not he's got a weird imagination about yeah. what to do he's still, I mean he, I would argue that although I'm aware that he's got really strong personality and I'm also aware that he is where he always wanted to be he's been Barca fascinated, he's been Messi fascinated it and, is. and it should work for him I, I think that his, his football maturity age is, is not above where it, his, his passport age and it might be 18 months below it because I think I've watched him smelling the coffee he's got all the gifts he's always known he's going to make it because the gifts are there he doesn't have athletic problems he doesn't have injury repetitively he's he's not full of he's not surrounded by bad people it's all going to happen but that whole thing about how hard he's had to work for it to happen I'm I'm not certain about but you see at Football Club Barcelona right now with solid tough men around him Messi included when they're, when they're giving intuition, on, they've, he's listening. They've latched onto, they've latched onto him. But I, I see the, the quid pro quo. Yeah. He's going, ah, OK. Now, Mbappe, because he's got good people and he's quite a strong, bright guy to, and tough, I think he found that quicker. I think he understood it. He's much, he's much more likeable uh, because he, he puts himself more in the press and he has a charm and uh, uh, of someone that's more seasoned and, uh, you know, he... he He's like much older than he's. Years. Season's a great word. That's that's exactly and, the difference. And, he, he, uh, and if I was manager of Man United, I'd probably today buy Mbappe to play in my team as opposed to Usman. But Usman is a better player. Bet three six five. What are your memories of the 1982 FA Cup final? My memory is you standing on the pitch doing, I think, a BBC interview with a guy. Not, not knowing you then, I, I look back now and I laugh. And, and the guy, the interviewer, is like Simon, um, and you're in your, your Bob suit. Bob Wilson. Who's it, Bob? Yeah. Are you? Are you? Are you quite? Com- I mean, any sentence that starts to you, are you quite confident? It's mm. <laughs> already a wasted question. Oh, yeah, I will win. You were quite. I'm quite. Yeah, I was quite sure. Absolutely. Well. Glenn Rodgers. I was quite posh. You were very. Uh, yeah, you were very well yeah. behaved. Yes. 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 I rather th- answer our chances. <laughs> yes. And. Um, um, sweet memories. Do you remember much of it? The adrenaline. The, the, the what? 
first thing, it's not all that long uh, after my sister died. It's a couple of years after my sister died that we played in the cup final. I had no idea. Oh, a few years. I had no idea. Four years. And when the band played Abide With Me, it really got me before the game. I was in the toilets, sobbing. Yeah, why wouldn't you be? And um, um, that's probably my most important memory. Mm. Um, the game, the first game, yeah, it was just a game where you know you're playing against Spurs. They're, they're, they're not easy. You've got like Perryman who like you know rubs you up the wrong way all the time and protects Hovel. Uh, you've got Graham Roberts who just wants to wind you up and kill you. Uh, Murray centre half. Is it Murray? They were they were a difficult team to play against. And they were quite a successful team. They were crooks and archable up front. Yeah, yeah, good forwards. Yeah, very, yeah. very good forwards. Nice who, partnership. Who, who suited the way that Glenn Hoddle played because he used to, as balls came into him from fullbacks, he'd just clip them into the space for two quick forwards. It was very, very difficult to defend against. Um, and um, the first game, I was just so pleased that we that we drew that. You know, it was like. Uh, um, we, we, we scored long throw, flicked on by Bob Hazel and Fenn heads it in. And uh, I don't know how long was left when we scored, but you know we, we had extra time and what have you. Uh, I, I, there's a clip that I saw not too long ago of me getting the ball off the goalie and just rolling it back to him and getting it again. <laughs> so I'm just wanting another game at Wembley, you know. <laughs> and uh, and to be honest, that is what I really wanted. Uh, uh, my it was so special to be at Wembley. Yeah, my ambition as a young lad growing up was to play for England and play at Wembley in a cup final. And um, I just really, more than anything else really, I wanted to play in a cup final. In, 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 uh, well, for anybody, you know, I just want to play in a cup final. And um, But not the League Cup, the FA Cup. Had to be the FA Cup. It's a yeah. traditional one, of course it is. Yeah. And... Um, the, we had a really good party after the game and our, our chairman was Jim Gregory who was a, like, a well-known London character and we had really, really good time at the hotel and I got up early on the, the following morning it was a really nice day and we were in a hotel across from Hyde Park and got all the papers and looked at that and I thought, oh, this is just great you know, I was so glad that we got another go at it and uh, uh, and I felt sure that we would win the second game. Um, in, in all honesty, I think we probably, you know, we, we lost one nil, but but um, you know, we, it's a game that we could have won. You know, we had, we were unlucky. We hit the bar. We had a goal disallowed. We had like you know, and we, and we played all right second games. First game, I think we were a little bit timid, and it was hard to get on the ball. I found it hard to get on the ball. At, um, although it's a big pitch at Wembley, I think that Tottenham had done their work. Like you know, what we haven't explained to anybody is that, uh, as well as Tottenham being well prepared, they, they were playing week in week out at a higher level than QPR yeah, were because we, you'd we, still to be promoted. Exactly, yeah, yeah. So we were, if you like, in that in those days, second division teams so or championship teams. So it'd be like uh, I don't know Norwich playing uh, playing Spurs today, and um, but. 
we had a team, you know, we had a team. We knew we were good. We were just, we just had to be made in the second division, transported to the Premier League. And you know, we, I think our first season we finished fifth. I think Premier League. So we weren't, we weren't, you know, we were, we were good enough. Thank you for joining us for season 2018-19. We've got huge creative plans for the months ahead, but we do need your help to make them happen. Please go right now to patreon.com forward slash Graham Hunter and become a socio, become a paying member and get an extra big interview every month plus loads of bonus content. Last season, socios listened to nine exclusive big interviews including Rafa van der Vaart, Troy Deeney, Roberto Di Matteo and loads of me talking about football. The Premier League, the Champions League, Spanish football. I'm sure they enjoyed it and you will too. Support us, join us. Thank you. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.